1: Nice to be with you today, a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. We will talk about the supply chain issues that are touching locally and causing difficulties in our school cafeterias. And an interesting characterization of those issues in our uh, local so-called newspaper. Uh, Murders are back on the front page in Columbus. Although, if there could ever be such a thing as a good homicide, uh, one of them that happened yesterday is. A guy who had been cited repeatedly for domestic violence was shot and killed while breaking into an apartment where his uh, previous domestic violence violence victims were. Wife, oh, not wife, but... um, mother of his child, one-year-old child, and thankfully there was a man inside who had a gun and knew how to use it and used it on the guy breaking in. And this time, the guy who had ill intentions ended up dead, and the guy inside got shot, but he's not dead, and I hope he's not going to be charged because he shouldn't be. And also, we have uh, an interesting story about one of the turncoat judges in Franklin County. Uh, Jim O'Grady, who was a Republican, but of course cannot continue to be a judge by staying a Republican, so he turned his allegiance to the Democratic Party. Last night, city council approved a $210,000 settlement of a gender bias lawsuit filed against Judge O'Grady. And this is his second such case that the city has had to pony up money to cover. And I am most curious about an aspect of this story is n- that is not reported, and that is any details on the two complaints by women who worked for him in the Franklin County court system. Uh, John Fuddy, Columbus Dispatch, is the reporter on this story. The depositions are said to be, in this story, explosive but no such details are reported. Isn't that interesting? It's amazing what gets left out of a story when you are a listed Democrat as opposed to a listed Republican. But we'll start today, oh, by the way, at the bottom of the hour, those of you who live in the Olentangy School District, you are really fortunate because I will allow you today to get to know one of the candidates for school board in your district. And she is the candidate along with Uh, a like-minded candidate, Jen Foyt is who we will talk to at 11.33. Jen Foyt and Felicia Castle are the two candidates you should vote for in the Olentangy District. If you care anything about your students' quality of education, and if you care anything about their social and emotional health, um, I will not uh, divulge too many more details. I will let you get to know Jen on your own. She has a servant's heart, and she's doing what I advocate everybody do at this very consequential time in our community and in our history, and that is figure out what your gifts are. Ask yourself what you can do, what you are equipped to do. It may be inconvenient for you to do. It may be, in fact, unpleasant for you to do, but you have to remember that All that is required for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. And so I'm trying to prompt you to do something. Quoting the uh, character in The Untouchables, Jimmy Malone, expertly played by Sean Connery. What are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to do? Jen Foyt learned about stuff in the Olentangy schools that she was shocked to learn And decided she was prepared to suffer the slings and arrows of running for school board. And you will get to meet her at 11.33. But first, but first, let's settle into a comfortable chair. And let's reminisce with our old friend, and I do mean old, Joe Biden. Yes, I was in front of a television yesterday in the 5 o'clock hour. I was doing a little work on my laptop. And I was watching The Five on Fox. And they cut live to Scranton, Pennsylvania, where Joe Biden was appearing, and I'm not kidding, at the Electric City Trolley Museum. The Electric City Trolley Museum. Could there be a more fitting backdrop for a Joe Biden trip down memory lane than a bunch of blue-haired cousins of his sitting in the front row getting his hugs at the Electric City Trolley Museum? Museum being introduced by a guy in a flannel shirt who said he was a fourth generation union iron worker who was pledging his undying devotion to Joe Biden. And he was there in Scranton, Pennsylvania on the taxpayer uh, dollar to make the pitch for his hoped for $3.5 trillion boondoggle spending package. Now, yes, this could have been done from the White House or the Faux White House, which they set up across the street from the actual White House because nothing in the Biden administration is as it actually is. A humiliation in Afghanistan is an extraordinary success. Ships piled up outside ports in Long Beach and Los Angeles is because he's doing a phenomenal job bringing us out of a recession, not because he can't get people to work to unload cargo ships and can't get truckers back to work to distribute those goods around the United States. No, in the Biden administration, in the upside-down world of Joe Biden, a failure is a success. A humiliation is a victory lap. And so why sell something from a podium in Washington, D.C., when you can go back to your Scranton roots and you can regale us with what life is, was like for little Joey Biden back in the day. Uh, This is how it started, and I would like for you to try to get in touch with your emotions as you listen to this, because I had a range of emotions as I listened to this speech. I'm going to play it in parts and uh, reflect on it with you. But this is how Uncle Joe, having escaped the nurses and... uh, Gained his freedom once again out of the doors at the old politician's home. Began his speech yesterday.
2: Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be home. Thank you all. Please, please be seated. I just want you to know we have a tradition in the Biden-Finnegan family. Oh, the Biden-Finnegan When you see a relative, you go see them first. Oh, that's this why. you my hugged. relatives in the front row here. He hugged
1: those old ladies in the front row.
2: Wonderful. And, uh. Spent an awful lot of time uh, across from St. Paul's uh, church at uh, my uncle Jack Finnegan's house. His daughters are here, and uh, he was uh, he taught up at the U. Uh, I, uh, I just want you to know that uh, Amtrak is here. They can tell you that you, can, you should name half the line after me. I am the most railroad guy you're ever going to meet. Two million, one hundred thousand miles on Amtrak. Hear me now? Not a
1: joke. Not a joke. That's the Joe Biden drinking game. Every time he says not a joke, you take a drink. You'll be drunk by the five-minute mark. Okay, the first thing I thought yesterday was, wow, he looks really energized. And that's okay. You know what? The man is barely awake. He can't bother himself to take questions on anything of consequence about the border, about the port problems, about Afghanistan, about inflation running out of control, all the things that would be at the top of your list of concerns with life in America and life in Columbus, life where you are, where you live, what you struggle with, what challenges you. He can't bring himself to even address those things because he's half asleep on those things, and maybe all the way asleep. But when he's back in Pennsylvania and he's at the trolley museum, And he's channeling his inner eight-year-old boy. He's energized. And that's fine if you're not the leader of the free world. There are myriad grandpas across the country who went in their slippers and in their pajamas with a cup of coffee in front of a fire. Great. Tell me stories about growing up. I don't want to hear them. And it's insulting for you to tell them when you're the president of the United States And I've got much much bigger fish to fry. Wanting to know how come when I fill up with gas tonight it's going to be $15 more than it was a year ago at this time. Wondering how in the world I'm going to be able to afford to send my daughters to college. Or to be able to buy meat at the grocery store. Or to even get meat at the grocery store. Like... Great, I get it. You're an addled old man with no attention span, and you've had a great life, and you want to tell us all stories about how it used to be. Fine, but not for the President of the United States. Are we a serious country? Does this person care to understand? Because I know he doesn't understand, but does he even care to understand what real... he? It's insulting That he purports to talk about real Americans as if he's in touch at all after a half a century plus in Washington, D.C., grifting off his office. It's insulting that he acts like he's regular Joe. Good old Joe, Union Joe, Scranton Joe, Amtrak Joe. you got a lot of things in your background that should equip you to understand what real people are going through. He doesn't have a clue, and he doesn't care to have a clue. Those are some of the emotions I had as he prattled and blathered on and on and on yesterday at the podium, taking a full 15 minutes before he got to anything resembling a point about wasting our money on free this, free that, and free other things. I'd like to know what you think when you hear that and more that I will play for you next on the Bruce Hooley Show. So we all got to walk down memory lane yesterday with Joe Biden at his speech at the... uh, Electric City Trolley Museum uh, maybe he sh- should have had a lollipop with him while he was up there on stage. look, I get it. He's old, his attention span wonders. I used to think when I would um, see Joe Paterno, the uh, late Joe Paterno coach football at Penn State. He was the same age as my father. And I used to think, man, I wouldn't want my father to have to deal with the pressure that Joe Paterno's dealing with at the age that he is. And this was all along before all the whole Jerry Sandusky stick scandal at Penn State. I was just like, I know my father. He's in his 80s, trending toward the 90s. Like, nobody should be doing that at that age. Joe Biden shouldn't be doing what he's doing at his age. And I don't know if he's in charge of anything or if he's just a shadow president. I don't care. I really don't care. He's awake enough to be energized by appearing on stage in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's not aware enough to understand that you're not here to like tell old stories and waste our time. (laughs) Waste our time and embarrass us, honestly. He embarrassed us yesterday as a country. Imagine, you're Vladimir Putin, you're Xi Jinping of the Chinese Communist Party. And you're watching Joe Biden on TV saying, that's the guy that I have to outfox in order to compromise America's power. What would you be thinking if you heard him say this?
2: Some of you have heard me say this before. It's where you, your view of the world begins and where you begin and where it takes shape. And uh, that happened to me in 2446 North Washington Avenue. We used to uh, come back after 1030 Mass uh, at St. Paul's. St. Clair's wasn't built till I had moved. Um, at St. Paul's and my grandfather would hold court and back, back in those days all the men had breakfast in the kitchen my mother was one of five children four brothers one was lost in World War II and uh, a guy who was the chief political reporter at the newspaper Tommy Phillips who was uh, lived the street behind us he was a good friend of my grandfather's and all the women would go in the dining room and on the lace tablecloth and have tea and <laughs> and men would, uh, can't be would serious. in fact uh, have, a, ha- have a big breakfast and uh, if you're a kid if you're a young boy you could sort of wander around the table you oh? could never sit really?
1: at the table. Yeah.
2: and uh, so I used to every once in a while walk in and huh? just sort of wander around I'd stand by my grandpa and uh, <laughs> and uh, I uh, um, and I'd put my hand on his shoulder and I they'd talk and they talked about everything from sports oh. and politics any and, point to and, it uh, and that's where uh, i i learned an awful lot oh. at that kitchen table i can tell i learned from my grandpa that money doesn't determine your worth mm, really i learned uh, tell hunter he that told me and that's not a joke uh, those of you who know me know it to be true and not a joke drink it, is that no one in the world is more worthy than you joey but everyone's your equal mm. everybody's your equal
1: even va- even the unvaccinated or the unvaccinated joe biden's equal Alan Rogers sitting in today for Aaron Light. Alan, um, if you're still awake. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> hey, did I push the right button? He's in front of the world. The networks are carrying that live yesterday. And it went on like that for 15 minutes. For 15 minutes. What was he there for? He was there to make the case for we really need to spend all this money for free child care and oh. free this and free that and green new jobs and blah, blah. Nothing anybody cares about, nothing about the border, nothing about crime in our country, nothing about the murder rate being 30% higher across the country than it's been before, nothing about food prices out of out of sight, nothing about unable to get ships unloaded. I heard the head of the Long Beach port yesterday say we have 68, 68 cargo ships anchored in our harbor. That's 68 more than normal. 68 more than normal. So a lot of things are going on that he could talk about that would be relevant. None of St. Stephen's wasn't built whenever, lace tablecloths, put my hand on grandpa's shoulder. None of that's relevant. None of it. Oh, But there was more.
2: I wasn't very big, but you could beat me, but I'd hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think I'm kidding? I'm not.
1: I think you're a moron. And, uh,
2: but, you know, it's uh, one of those things that uh, – I was fortunate because the people I was surrounded by, our neighbors in Scranton as well, that people, uh, people stuck up for you,
1: mm.
2: stuck up for one another. Mm. And uh, Great. my mother used to say, and I never quite understood, remember Joey. Remember. I mean, look at, me look, look at, at me, me. look at me. Look at me, you. look at me Joey. You're a Biden. Oh. I'm a DuPont or something. You know what I mean? You're a, I swear to God, mm. you're a Biden. No joke. Nobody is better than you, and everybody's equal to you.
1: Yeah, except the unvaccinated, you moron. I just am, I'm, I'm ticked off. I'm ticked off that we're not a serious country anymore. I mean, this stuff matters. This stuff matters, people. We can't have a person like that leading our country. We can't have people who are so partisan. They defend, that's embarrassing. That's Embarrassing that they can't rein him in. What is he doing in there? What are we doing allowing that? Thankfully, thankfully, we do have some serious people in our country. And I'm happy to introduce you to one of them. She's running for school board in the Olentangy School District. It's not the presidency. It's not the Senate seat. It's not a state representative. But it matters and if you live in the Olin district, you need to meet her and support her. And I will be happy to introduce you to Jennifer Foyt next.